Happy Monday, friends. Welcome back to the Bible's Babies in Business podcast. So last week's episode, I shared with you three tips to audit your Instagram account so that you can generate more leads and get more coaching clients. And let me tell you, that episode was a big hit. So today, I thought it would be so valuable to have you listen in on a live coaching session that I did with my friend and fellow coaching colleague, Lisa Lazat. Lisa is a home organizing coach, an online business owner, and a mama of three. Inside of this episode, you're going to hear me coach Lisa through an Instagram audit of her own profile account so that we can make sure every detail of her page is set up for her to generate more leads and get more coaching clients in her business. Now, if you're listening to this episode today and you're like, oh my gosh, I, I need an Instagram audit. I want to generate more leads. I want to get more coaching clients. I want you to know that every single thing that I'm teaching Lisa today inside of this episode can be found inside of my course, the mom boss coaching Academy. This is my step-by-step online course designed to teach mama coaches how to build a profitable online coaching business, how to get more clients and how to increase their income so that they can stay home with their kids and be able to make money during their kids' nap time. So scroll down in the show notes and click the Mom Boss Coaching Academy link and join today so that you can get instant access to my step-by-step instruction manual, proven to be effective by the way, for how to build a coaching business that brings in some serious income for you and your family. And P.S., I think you're going to find that building the business of your dreams is going to be simpler than you think. So without further ado, let's get to the show. Hey mama, welcome to Bibles, Babies, and Business. Are you ready to start an online biz, quit your nine to five, and stay home with your kids? Are you up late at night Googling online business ideas, how to market myself, and how to get my first paying client? Do you have lots of ideas but feel overwhelmed when trying to figure out which ones to focus on so you can move your business forward? Hey there, I'm Cami. I'm a Christian, a wife, and a soon-to-be mom. A few years ago, I too felt drained by my day job and wished I could find a way to make money online. I wanted time freedom and the financial freedom to be a stay-at-home mom, but imposter syndrome kept creeping in and telling me, you could never make enough money doing that. And what if you do try and you fail? But then I discovered how to build an online coaching business from home. In this podcast, you'll find biblical principles for the Christian entrepreneur, online marketing tips to help you start and build an online coaching business from home and a whole lot of mom life because we're doing it all with a baby on our hip. So grab your Bible, snuggle your baby, and let's build your business because you were made for this. Lisa, hello. How are you? Hey, Cammie. I'm so I'm, I'm good, but I'm so glad to be here too. <laughs> Yay. I'm so, I've been looking forward to doing this. Instagram audits are one of my favorite things I think to do with clients ever. It's just so fun. It's so fun to do it. So yeah. I'm excited to do this with you. Well, I'm excited to have your eyes on my profile and to get your critical feedback or your constructive feedback. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So there are seven parts of an Instagram audit. So the easiest way for you to do this is for us to just go ahead and pull up your Instagram up on the screen. And we're going to go from top to bottom, meaning we're going to start with your Instagram handle, which is kind of the address of your Instagram account, your home address on Instagram. And we're just going to go through the whole thing, but I will tell you right off the bat, my eye, because Instagram is a very visual platform. My eyes are happy. My eyes are like pleased with this, which um, it's so organized. It's clean. It's crisp. But that also is probably very much like you and your personality based upon the type of coaching that you offer. But tell me a little bit about your coaching, what you offer your clients. What do people come to you for? Yeah, I'd love to share. So I am a professional organizer work from home mom who used to be a teacher and now I homeschool my kids and work from home doing professional organizing a little bit outside of the home, but also virtually doing virtual online decluttering and organizing sessions with clients. So um, I 
people come to me to help them work through their clutter, but my ultimate goal is to help people overhaul their habits because that is really the, um, people don't realize that that's the main thing that they're having struggle with. They think it's just the clutter and that they aren't organized, but I know for sure that it's probably their habits and retraining their mindsets. So in a way, I'm kind of a mindset coach, uh, but they don't come to me for that at first. They come to me to help them clear the clutter, give them the tips, give them the, the accountability that they need. And I know they need the accountability. So that's what I do for clients. I help them clear the clutter, but also overhaul their habits. Okay. Love that. And so needed for probably almost every home to some degree, whether, it, whether it's like a, a tidy home or um, chaos home, everybody I think can improve their, their habits to some degree. And I remember because you and I know each other from a previous coaching program. And I remember when you were talking in that coaching program and you're, you were saying, you know, I don't love the mail sitting out on the countertops. And my immediate thought was, I need to have a conversation with my husband, a collaborative conversation, um, and talk about how we can both keep the countertops tidy. And I just say my husband, because he's the one that typically grabs the mail, um, on his way in from, my husband does too. My husband yeah. does too. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So I've listened to your show and I've like started to think about, okay, my wheels are turning in my own home. So I love this. Okay. And you also have a, a podcast, the yes, Habits I and do. Home Show. Yes. And is that what, would you say that your number one generator of leads is the podcast? Is it Instagram? Is it word of mouth? I would say my number one lead generator is word of mouth and referral basis. But then my second right now would be as far as revenue would be my social media. Um, definitely Instagram and everything I put on Instagram goes to Facebook and people know me by my presence on social media. And so that's why they refer me. People will tag me in Facebook groups when other moms are asking for um, help with their clutter and organizing their home. So I would say that is my number one lead and revenue generator right now. I do have a podcast, so it's my long form presence on the internet. And I also am putting everything that I'm creating now on my blog. So um, I would, I love the idea of having things off of social media. Yes, I love the connection. I feel like I connect more with people on social media, but I like having that presence off of social media just in case it would go down. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that there's a time and place, you know, you're, a, you're more established and you're, you're not new to this. This mm -hmm. is not like your day one. And so what I love to tell clients is start off with a minimum of one or two platforms, not because you're not going to grow into other platforms, but because if we are overwhelmed with managing too many different platforms, then we're not doing one thing with excellence. And so I love that you have established these habits, which is your forte and to manage all these platforms. And I agree with you, Instagram is the connection place. It's the conversation place, whether it is somebody's main lead generation or not, it's the place where people are having conversations. Like if somebody is um, listening to your show and it's like, oh man, I wonder if that course would be a good fit for me. Oh, I bet I can send her a DM on Instagram or on Facebook. You can't send a DM on a podcast. So it's so nice that you have this presence, whether, um, you know, even if you don't want to put most of your time into social media, it's nice to have it just to have that connection piece. So let's start ahead. Just start and go in from top to bottom. We're going to start at the Instagram handle. Let me go ahead and click that follow button because I want to see more of your content. Um, the habits and home. So you said that your main lead generator is Facebook. What is the name? Uh, is it a Facebook page? Is it a Facebook group? I have, I do have a Facebook group and like you said, get really good at one thing before you start another thing. Mm -hmm. And I started, I feel like I started that Facebook group a little too prematurely because I, I had a previous network marketing business and I poured a lot into that group. And I think I just got burnt out on Facebook group and managing a group. So mm -hmm. I do have a group and I have mentioned it a couple of times on the podcast, but it is 
it is not my number one priority and I am yeah. not unfortunate. And I would love to get some feedback on that. Yeah. Um, but as far as my profile, I get a lot of uh, views and a lot of interaction on my, my personal profile page. Right. I do have a business page because I, if somebody refers me, I want to have that professionalism and that presence of kind of like a, a business card on profile on Facebook. So they can go there and they're not having to filter through the personal stuff. It's just all of my, my before and afters of when I've decluttered for clients. So I have that there. And then I reshare to my personal page as I, as I post. Um, so that's what I have going over on Facebook. Okay. And so your personal page is what I'm hearing is the, is probably the most popular one. Yes. Okay. And my guess is that your, the name of your personal page is your first and last name. It is my first and last name. And I okay. recently, I just changed. I just gave up my first and last name on Instagram Okay. because I, I, I don't know. I I'm trying, I'm still, I still haven't, I'm still hanging on to it, but I feel like because of the niche that I'm in, it's more of the blogger type. It's more of, and I am more of a blogger mentality. Okay. And that's how I approach my business by storytelling, by sharing my lifestyle, by drawing people into the lifestyle that I have. Um, I really feel I, I looked around, I'm not trying to compare, but I looked around at the market and I saw other bloggers using their blog as their title. And so I I'm trying it out. I just switched okay. it last week. Okay. So the beautiful thing about this is that you can change your handle every two weeks. If you wanted to, I know that you're not going to do that every two weeks on like <laughs> clockwork, but it's not written in stone. What I would encourage is to have it as your first name. And here's why. If I, if your main presence is Facebook and that's where most people are knowing you and they're wanting to come find you on Instagram, if they see your profile name as your first and last name, their first thought is, Ooh, I'm going to type in that, that on Instagram and see if I can find her now. And so I think it'll be, I think their first instinct is going to be to type in your first and last name. Now, the beautiful thing is that both your Instagram handle up here, the at and whatever follows that, as well as your Instagram title are both SEO friendly. So whether somebody types in habits and home or your first and last name, which how do I pronounce your last name, by the way? Lizotte. Lizotte. Whether and I, that, and that's ahead. another thing that I was thinking, maybe my last name is just too difficult for people to, for it, you know, for them to say, or for it to be, you know what I mean? So I, I also thought about that as far as the difficulty of my last name. I don't think it's, I don't think it's difficult. I think I look at it and I think, um, whether it is this or not, I think French and I think crisp and clean and which perfectly matches your brand. Um, so I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about that, but if you were, if people are knowing you mostly from your personal Facebook and when people tag you, they tag Lisa Lazat on Facebook, then I would have that be your Instagram handle at Lisa Lazat. Now in like six months, if that changes, if all of a sudden your number one lead generator is your podcast, which is now is habits and home, then I would switch it. Whatever your main way that people are finding you, whatever that name is, is what I would have be your at sign. Now it's, it's not like this make or break thing because whether this is Lisa Lazat or this is Lisa Lazat, they're both going to pop up when somebody searches your name. When somebody searches anything on Instagram, the two things that always pop up is their Instagram handle and their Instagram title. Um, but I think that this being Lisa Lazat is going to just be easier for them to recognize which account is yours. So if I'm looking for Lisa Lazat, but I see habits and home, it's not clicking for me quite in my head. If I know you as Lisa before I listen to your podcast. So I would switch these. So I would have this be Lisa Lazat and I would do Lisa.Lazat because in our brains, um, it just, the little dot thing helps us to just separate it as two words. And, um, it's just, it looks just a little crisp now coming down here to the Instagram handle or excuse me, the Instagram title section, which is the bolded word section that if you're looking at it on a phone directly underneath your profile photo, this is also searchable. So if your first name is in the Instagram handle, then that means that in this spot in the Instagram title section, we don't have to have your name because we already have told people your name and we want to use that real estate for something else. 
So this needs to be your niche. Now, I heard you say professional organizer and the word declutter. Um, So maybe some words to play around with here is at Lisa Lazat, professional home organizer. That's a thought. And we can use the word declutter down here in the bio where we have a little bit more characters to play around with. The other, the thing that I'm thinking about here is if I don't know Lisa, but I'm just looking for somebody to help me with some home organization, I am going to be typing in home organization or professional organizer. And let's just see what comes up here. So it's a lot of posts. I'm not seeing a whole lot of people, which is kind of nice because that means that you can very quickly become the authority in your niche. Professional. Okay, perfect. So there is some professional organizer, but honestly, there's not like, so that is a buzzword that you could be using, but I think that you could pretty quickly come up to the top because of your follower count. Okay. What about, um, what about the word clutter? Okay. Let's see. Um, would you think, would you, would you call yourself like declutter, the declutter pro or clutter coach? What are you thinking? How would you? like a clutter and habits coach. Okay. So nothing comes up. Here's my question though. Do they know that it's their habits when they come to you? Or is that a realization they have after working with you? Exactly. It's after they work with me. So what I would encourage you to do is have the word habits, but have it in your bio, because if they're not typing it, we really want to have that Instagram title section as the things that they're typing and we can still have habits, but let's put it in the bio section. Okay. So I would do, if we're going to go back to your page, I would have either professional home organizer, because we saw a lot of professional organizer, Mm -hmm. but if we were to stand, like, I mean, what are we professionally organizing here? You're doing their home, but technically, I guess somebody could be a professional organizer for lots of other things, but that's Mm -hmm. just going to help you stand out a little bit Mm -hmm. or professional organizer for moms or professional home organizer. I would do one of those things and then put the words declutter and habits down here in the bio. Okay. So let's pause here. What are your thoughts so far on that? I am taking it all in. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I like the, um, I like the, the word, um, home organizer. I, I'm not sure if I would, if people are actually searching professional organizer, I think moms are looking for organizing tips. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they're looking for, Probably, and, and a lot of people don't even, probably would not even look for the word declutter. They might look for the word declutter, but they're, a lot of people are focusing on organizing. How can I get organized? When I know that they need to declutter, I know that they have to help, you know, overhaul their habits. But I think a lot of the buzzword is organizing. Mm. Um, so I like the word having it um, as like home organizer. Yeah. I, I really, really like that a lot. And is your main clientele moms? I guess I assumed that, but I, I couldn't remember. I couldn't remember if you, if that was something that yes. is part of your brain. Okay. Yes. So, you- so I have a lot of, um, as far as my following now, I will say my, my generator, my, um, I have a lot, I have a lot of downloads on my podcast. I have mm-hmm. a lot of listeners that are connecting with me through my podcast, mm-hmm. but as far as like, um, conversion, it's happening on social media. I, I didn't know if that made any difference as, as well. Um, so yes, I have a lot of moms, mainly women, all women reaching out to me. Okay. Um, I speak to moms, uh, in the DMS, I am always talking to moms who homeschool, who want to do homesteading. That's also a part of my brand is habits in homemaking, homesteading, and homeschooling. Okay. Um, throughout my feed, I give the lifestyle of being an at-home mom who is homeschooling and doing a little bit of homesteading and how she keeps her home organized and tidy where she's not losing her mind. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm just going to type up a couple ideas because there's not like this you know, if you have two or three ideas and then you can pray on it and just kind of toss it around, uh, that's going to be, I think, really important. That way you can decide, you know, which of these top two or top three Instagram titles really resonates with me. And you, what you also can do is maybe even go to your Instagram story and pull your audience. Hey, which one do you feel like resonates with you more as my follower? 
like, would you love to see home organization tips or, um, home organization for moms, like ask them. And cause it's going to be the same words, but it's like, how are we arranging it in a way that's really resonating with her? Right. And it, you know, if, if 80% of people are like, no, I like this one more then mm-hmm. there's our, there's our answer. So I'm just going to type this in the chat just for me visually so that I'm not repeating myself. So I know which yeah. one we talked about. Yeah. So we talked about, um, you said that she's typing in home organization tips. So mm-hmm. that could be your Instagram title. It doesn't have, you don't have to have the word coach in it. Um, home organization tips. You could do home organization for moms. So a couple of ideas there, but those are probably going to be some really buzzy words that mm-hmm. she's typing in. Okay. Um, and we talked about um, the Instagram handle. We talked about the title. Now let's go down to the bio section. Okay. Now the bio section, this is where we can elaborate a little bit more. So this is where we can put the words declutter. If that's resonating with, we definitely want to have your podcast as like the number one thing. Like I want that to be the first line that they see in your bio. And then, because they're already going to have a pretty general understanding when they see have, when they see home organization tips and, or home organization for moms, and maybe see the habits and home show all of a sudden, like they, they have, they know what kind of account this is. They know this isn't a fitness account. Okay. And they see that word habits. They know that that's going to come into play. They may not know. They may not know yet, but because that's your podcast title, that's a really good place to put it. So the first thing that I would have in your bio, like I said, is podcast habits and home. Now, something to play around with a little bit is you can type out the word podcast and habits and home like you have currently, or you can put an emoji and the habits and home show. What that does is two things. Number one, anytime there's an emoji, as opposed to a word, it draws our eye in and people are consuming Instagram very fast and very passively. They're not actively looking on Instagram because the average person doesn't use Instagram to make money. They're using it to kill time while they're waiting in the doctor's office or they're in an uncomfortable situation. They just feel like they need to pull out their phone. So anytime that we can just draw their eye in just with something kind of like, like the, the sparkly thing in a dark room, um, that's going to be really important. So you could utilize the, the little podcast emoji or even some headphones, the habits and home show. Another thing that we can do here is we can use a font to, for the habits and home show, because when I look at a bio, it's almost like a small paragraph. And paragraphs tend to intimidate people. So anything that we can do to just make something jump out, like if they don't read anything else, we want them to see the podcast because that's like you said, where your long form content is hanging out. That's probably where they're going to get the most information value is on your podcast. What do you think about that? I think that's great. um, I'm also every podcast episode I am, um, giving, providing my offer to yeah. my virtual decluttering sessions. Yeah. And I'm not always doing that on Instagram. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's a great idea to do that. Awesome. So let me show you this little site here and, um, where you can just kind of find some Instagram fonts. There's other ones, but I'll show you one that I tend to like to use. And it is right here and I'll put it in the chat too, but it's lingojam.com. So here is the little website thing. And essentially if we click on it, what you could do is just to save some characters, you can have the and symbol. It's okay if you have it as a N D on your show, but habits and home show, you know, these are probably the most readable Mm -hmm. ones. Um, but just having something like, let's say you had this one with the podcast emoji. I think that that would really, that's, I mean, that's going to be the first thing that jump out, jumps out at them podcast emoji or the headphones emoji habits and home show. It's, it's really going to jump out just like your Instagram title section. Cause it's bolded as well. Love now that. we have some real estate underneath that to play with the habits and home show. So now we need to briefly tell them they already have a general idea, but let's go just a little bit deeper. And this is where we can use some of maybe the other buzzwords that maybe we haven't used yet. 
Um, so I've heard you say declutter and you call it declutter sessions, right? Virtual declutter sessions. So you had mentioned earlier that you're like, well, I don't know if she's typing in declutter. Maybe she is, maybe she isn't, but let's start getting her used to that word so that when she hears virtual declutter session, it's not like the first time she's hearing it. You're kind of training her that this is lingo that we use here on this page and in this form of this content. Okay. So Um, And we also need to, I see here that you have a freebie. And so we want to leave some real estate for you to give a direction for her to click the freebie as well. So something that comes to my mind, create a, okay. So you have craft a peaceful home through habits and resets. Tell me about the word resets in the context of, is that a word that you're hearing her? Or is that something that you teach in your coaching? That's, that's a word that I teach. Okay. Um, so we can definitely use that if you find that when you do teach that, does that click with her or does she have to kind of understand that concept a little bit more? No, it clicks. It is like, it's like an aha moment. Like, oh, duh, that's easy. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess as a little personal testimony, when I heard you say, I was actually thinking about this last night when it was like a little bit later in the evening, then we usually go to bed much earlier than that. But Luke's like, man, I just like, I feel so tired. I don't even want to clean the kitchen. And instantly in my head, I had the words from Lisa Lazat's podcast in my head of reset your home before you go to bed. So (laughs) if that's not a, like a little, you know, on the other side of the camera of what she's probably thinking as well, let's go ahead and keep that word. So maybe helping, I'm just riffing this. We can, this is a rough draft. We'll refine it, but helping moms declutter and declutter their homes through habits and resets. I like that. That's one. Let's type it out. And I'm going to say with rather than through, just because it's slightly less characters and we want to really maximize. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's one. And then we still need to give the call to action for your link and for your freebie. Um, let's come up with a couple more just to have some variety for you to choose from as you're making the final decisions. So we actually technically... If you put home organization for moms, then technically we don't have to have moms in the bio if you're using it in the title section. Because mm-hmm. um, we just want to really make the most of this real estate. So you could put, deco- like learn how to declutter mm. your home through habits and resets. I love that. I feel like the word, like I help, the I help statements yeah. are slightly overused. Um mm-hmm maybe it's just because I'm noticing them and because that's, I'm in the, the niche of right. coaching and stuff. Right. Um, but I love, I love changing it up. That's why mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I just recently redid my bio and I was like, okay, craft a peaceful home. And so I love the idea of what they're going to, they're going to get the promise that they're going to get when they come here, learn, what did you say? Learn how to dec- declutter your home with habits and resets. Okay. If you go to plug this in and it says character limit hit, then a couple ways that you can kind of refine this is we've already technically used the word habits by telling them the name of your podcast. Mm -hmm. We could say, learn how to declutter your home, declutter and reset your home. That's another option. That's just a, if, if you run into a character, character count issue. So I'll type that in the chat too, how to declutter and reset your home. Just so some options. Now let's talk about the call to action. I'm a big proponent of if we're going to have a link in the bio, which I believe we always should, we need to tell them what, what this is and why they should click it because they're going to, it's going to take them off Instagram. And it's almost kind of like as silly as it sounds, it would literally take somebody 0.3 seconds to go back to Instagram if they didn't want to in their head. They're like, it's going to be so much work to like move all my, like do literally all those thumb movements to get back to what I was originally doing, which was scrolling on Instagram. I know it sounds silly, but like that's where people's minds go. So we need to, I love that you have a call to action here. So it says, grab my free reset checklist. So grab my free reset checklist. How is that? How is that going? How do you, and I, you're probably promoting it on your podcast too. Yes. All right. Um, great. I have probably, uh, at least, at least one to two conversions or, um, email opt-ins every single day from my checklist. Oh, amazing. 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 That's so good. 
So grab my free and, and it's called, is it, is the full name free reset checklist? Um, it's just the daily reset checklist, but I sh- just shortened it. So it wouldn't. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. And that's what I was wondering is, you know, was it a character issue? Um, no, it wasn't awesome. a character issue. It was just mainly like shortening the title so that it gets to the main, yeah. to the main thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I like that you use the word grab because it's an action word, grab my free reset checklist. Um, if you have the characters for that, I would just keep that. I would have a new line, grab my free reset checklist. Now, one thing that you can do is just to draw the eye a little bit more, a couple ideas is you can either bold that, which I see that you have a font here, which immediately my eye goes to the font, which is good because then I naturally read it. Um, if you are going to use a font above to draw attention to your podcast, I would just use the same font when you're drawing attention to your freebie. Um, so that's one idea as you're already using to draw their eye. Another idea is you can use an arrow, which is just literally anytime anybody sees an arrow, they just naturally follow wherever the arrow is going. Um, so which would obviously be a down arrow into the um, link area. So I like this. I do, I wouldn't change this. Grab my free reset checklist. I did have an arrow. I was playing around with the arrows. Um, but I, I like to things to be like aesthetically clean yeah. and go with my vibe and everything. And I was like, uh-huh. I don't know if the arrow is my vibe anymore. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. If the arrow is not, um, on brand for you, because I totally get wanting something aesthetic. Cause that's, I mean, that's what organization is. It's creating, it's, it's a visual thing. Um, then I would continue to use the, the font, but just make it the same font as the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. With font. Cool. Now the only other thing, which I'm not, I'm not saying change this. It's just another thought that came into my head. Another option to just think about do you, how many opt-ins do you get when you're getting an opt-in? Do you know if that's coming from your podcast or your Instagram? Um, I haven't looked. I think most of the opt-ins are coming from my podcast. Okay. Um, I haven't looked at my statistics, um, or my analytics for, I don't look at them. (laughs) I'm like one of those people stick your head in the sand kind of people. I'm like, I'll just do the work and see what happens. That's okay. <laughs> um, analytics kind of overwhelm me because people say, oh, you're doing good if you got this. And I'm like, well, I'm not doing good then. <laughs> I hear you. I, I like the false impression that I'm doing good. So um, I'm not sure. I know when I share it to my stories, like if I'm showing how to use my checklist, I do this probably once a week or once every two weeks, I actually show I'm using my checklist and people are like, I want your checklist. And then the very next slide is the link to my checklist. So I do it there, but I'm not sure as far as from this, if they Mm -hmm. are or not. Okay. So one idea is that you could, and I'm not saying do this. I'm saying that this is an option, not a necessarily better option, just another thing to consider. If most of your downloads of this freebie are coming from a, your podcast or B, when you promote it on your Instagram stories, then we maybe need to direct them to listen to the show. Mm-hmm. Maybe that should be the call to action. Now you have a campsite bio, um, so they can click on it and listen to the podcast or, um, get the, where would, where do they download the, <laughs> it looks like it's not even on there. It looks like I need to, to update that. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. So obviously they're not getting it from there. (laughs) Well, so, okay. Well, so I think there, there's our answer. So they're definitely downloading it, but they're probably getting it from a, when you pitch it on your Instagram stories and B on the podcast. So I think perhaps maybe what the most valuable thing for us to do is not have the call to action be to the freebie, but have it be to listen to the podcast. Okay. Um, Would you, would you suggest that even if the freebie gets them into, to join my email list? Well, if they listen to the show and do you talk about it often on the show, is that right? Yes. I mention it every time on the show to grab my free daily reset checklist. Then my thought is if I'm not getting it in your bio, I'm going to go listen to your show and I'm going to get it there. Okay. So that's, 
you know, the thing is that how can we hook them more? Because right now nobody's getting your, the freebie through the link in your bio. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying that only because we, we just realized that the link isn't there, which is fine, but the call to action could then be because so many people are loving your podcast and then taking the action of going to download it. Then I think just pushing people more to the podcast could also increase your download of that freebie as well, which would in turn increase your email list rate. And I would have listened to the podcast be just the first one. So I would just flip so that the, the call to action matches the first tab. So should I even do a campsite and just do a one, a, a one click to the, the podcast itself. But here's the other thing I have a question not everybody listens in Apple podcasts. So would it just be one link or should I put listen on Apple, listen on Google, um, the Google podcast, you know, should I do it that way? Or should I just say, listen on Apple and do one link in, in no campsite at all? Right. So here's what I have found. Um, most of my downloads are coming from like like 40% are coming from Apple and which is kind of like, well, that's less than half. Well, there's six other things that are creating the other 60%. So I would venture to say most people are downloading and listening on Apple. And if they're not, they are so used to everything else being on Apple, just in life that it's no problem for them. Like my husband has a Samsung. I have an Apple. He knows that we live in an Apple world and he just, he just knows that he just got to have, he just has to type it in. And they're probably used to that. Um, especially when it comes to podcasts, because everybody's listening on podcasts. Um, if they, I don't think that they're going to have any hesitation just to type in habits and home Okay. on their thing. So with that so, being said, go ahead, sorry, go ahead. So having, like you said, you're probably getting to that next, just have the link to the Apple podcasts on the, and no like link tree or anything like that to, for them to click into. Here, here. Okay. Here's my thing. So some coaches have like, oh my gosh, use a link tree. And some people are like, don't ever use a link tree. I don't think that there's a right or wrong answer. What I do think though, is if I would have as, as the least amount of links possible to avoid any overwhelm. And then the second thing is if we're going to have more than one link, are these links that people are actively and consistently utilizing? Meaning do I usually have one or two clicks a week from people to click to go to my Facebook group from the link in my bio? If yes, then we want to keep it. But if it's like one click a month and most people are getting into my Facebook group, and this is just an example, most people are getting into my Facebook group from the podcast, then it would be better for me to just push people to the podcast and avoid showing them six different shiny things and then be like, oh my gosh, this is too much and I got to leave. Right. Okay. I think I, I think I'm just going to keep the, the, I think I'm going to keep the freebie because I think I feel like that's attractive for now. Mm -hmm. And it's something that I promote a lot. So I'm going to leave that for now, but then I'm going to clean up this, you know, Linktree campsite, um, page and just have, um, just update it for one thing. I, I think I'm going to keep the, the freebie on there at first and then a listen to the podcast and then a work with me. That way the people know that I'm open for business. Yeah, absolutely. The, the thing that I would say is I like your idea of, of cleaning it up, minimizing, which is so on brand, exactly minimizing the, minimizing whatever links. And then in here's my, here's the only thing that I would suggest take this, however, take this and run, or you can leave this, whatever this CTA is in my head, if I'm clicking on this, that's what I'm looking for. I'd love for that to be the first thing I see right now. That's not going to be a make or break thing. Like none of this is like going to be <laughs> the downfall if you decide to not use it that way. But, but as a consumer, if I'm clicking on that, that's what I'm, that's what I think I'm going to. And so having that be the first thing. And so I don't have to look for it, even if it's just a little, like a millisecond, I think that that would be beneficial. So I would do listen to the podcast, then the freebie, then the work with me Okay, is, is, would be my suggestion. Okay. Um, and this part I right here, um, I would have this 
either match your bio, what we, whatever you decide on, either learn how to declutter and reset your home or helping moms, whatever you decide. And if you can't, if it gives you more characters than you have in the bio, then elaborate on that a little bit more. Okay. okay. So I would just have that match, but this is again, very aesthetically pleasing to my eye. Okay. I think I'm going to um, try that out, just clean it up. Yeah. And if I'm going to, I'm going to set a a timer in my calendar mm -hmm. to revisit in like two months and if, yep. and check the analytics, see how many people have actually joined or clicked on it. And if it's not convert, if it's not converting or people aren't joining it, then I think I'm going to do the alternative and do just the podcast link. Yeah, absolutely. Play around with it, you know, experiment with it and see what works. Okay. Awesome. So the last couple of things that we'll go through, which honestly, just just a couple tweaks and fine tuning because you're already so aesthetically pleasing on your page. Your profile photo on point. I wouldn't change a thing. Um, I, I've seen this photo of you, you know, in our in our group coaching when we were in that together. And every time I see this photo, and it's the photo that you use for your yours. It's a different photo than this, but there's two photos that I always see of you. It's this one or the one you have a hat, but it's like a baseball hat. Yeah. And you have like this white shirt on. They're very two iconic photos and people will look for that photo. So if I'm finding you on Facebook and I'm like, oh man, like I need to go find Lisa's thing. And there's like 74 Lisa's with an L as their last name. I'm going to look for the photo that I last saw of you. Yes. Um, so I love this photo, very on brand for you with your highlights. Um, the only thing that I would do is either make this the same, all the same color, or if there's one specific one that you want them to click on a highlight more than anything else, then have that one be just a little bit different. I love that. I like that. Cause I've seen that before where people have the first one, like start here. Mm -hmm. And I love that. And honestly, the reason it's not cohesive is because I just haven't focused on That's Instagram fine. lately. And, um, I do need to clean this up and delete some old things. Um, but yeah, I like the idea of even just having, I think on your phone, you can only fit five in the first without scrolling. Mm -hmm. So I like the idea of just having the five bubbles and the five highlights, because Look. when you have too many, I feel like people get overwhelmed as well. Yeah. Let me look real quick and see how, you know, cause you and I are looking at it on a desktop habits and home. So I can see, yep. The first five. So the, the, what I tell my clients is the most important highlights to have, which the number one most important highlight in my opinion is social proof client wins. Social proof. Okay. Um, now you, you can title that however you want. You can title it social proof. However, the average consumer unless you're in a business world, you don't really know what I didn't know what the word social proof meant until I became a coach. So, but now client wins or just clients. I know exactly what that means. And I know mm -hmm. I'm going to click on this highlight and I'm going to see all of the transformations that she's done. I think that's the most important because I think more than anything else, people want to see before they invest, they want to see that other people have gotten a transformation. So I think that having a client's highlight is really important. Now, once you max out, because they only let you have a hundred in there, don't delete it or don't continue adding to that one. Cause it'll take whatever was the, the oldest one. It'll remove that just to keep a hundred in there. I would create a client's one and clients two, because in my opinion, you can never have too much social proof. And if someone's like, Hey, do you have any testimonials? Yeah, I have about 200 of them. Let me show you where to look. And that to them, it's just, it, there's a weight there that really speaks to people. I think so I having think, a client, go ahead. I think, um, I, I also put make blog posts for clients and mm -hmm. they're like before and afters. So you're giving me so many, so many good ideas of how I can have that social proof, but then have the link to my blog where they can go and read about their entire experience. Absolutely. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. I love that. Um, so, so clients, number one, in my opinion, um, then the rest of these that I think are really important, not in necessarily any particular order would be podcast. Okay. Your freebie okay. and your offer. Okay. So for example, and I'm just riffing this, this could look like clients, podcast, checklist, because that's what your, your freebie is mm -hmm. coaching. Oh, I love that. Okay. And then what any other elements 
of your brand. As I see here, you have parenting, farmhouse, kitchen. I love these laundry. I think anything else added in there. Um, but I think those are the four that should be the first four that they see. Okay. Which, I like that. which, you know, how do we get to it to be the first four? It's, it takes whatever you added to last. So there will be occasions where kitchen is front because that was just the last thing that you had, the last highlight that you added to that's okay. It's just whatever you add to the most, it's going to bring it close to the front. So right. it's okay. So it, right. it may be beneficial to just to clean it up a little bit and have maybe a maximum of five to six, just so even if they have to scroll a little bit, there's only five or six for them to choose from. Right. Okay. Do you think, um, as far as those, um, I know this is just another aesthetic thing. Do, do, do the bubbles like better or what does better and what does worse as far as, um, what people prefer on a, on a feed, just keep them simple. And like, as far as like what they look like. Yes. Okay. So great question. I think that it is completely up to whatever is going to match the branding of the person. Mm -hmm. So for example, um, I've seen people do a variation of one color, like, like three different hues of the same Brown. Like if you did a slightly lighter Brown, a slightly darker Brown, um, and all of these were in the same color family, but just, they all complement like a palette mm -hmm. that took me seven years to get to that one. <laughs> Um, the other idea, if there was one that you really wanted people to jump out at, you could have, and you, let's say you all have the same color Brown. Maybe one of them has Brown with white dots on top of it. Okay. Cause my eye is going to go to that. Um, if you want all of them to have patterns, but the same Brown behind, you could do that as well. I don't think there's a right or wrong. I think it's whatever matches your personality and your brand the most. Okay. okay. Perfect. Yeah. And the last thing for us to cover is a overall aesthetic of the page, which I don't have to do a thing here um, because your page is already so aesthetically pleasing. What, um, what I'll tell you that I usually look at is, um, does it look like there's all the same lighting and hues going on in the photos, which yes, there is. Like I can tell that these photos, they all look very similar. It's not like this one has a pink hue and this one was like, is super bright. And this one's like dark and moody. Mm -hmm. Um, and this one's an earthy color. It all matches to me in my brain. And it's very conceptualized in my brain. Um, and that's saying a lot for somebody who has my brain tends to go in about seven different directions all at once. So this is very calming mm -hmm. for me to look at, which is probably the mindset state of maybe what she's thinking of when she's coming to you. She's like sitting here scrolling through your page of like cleanliness and there's like chaos happening behind her. So this is kind of like a, ah, oh, nice. I love this for her. Um, that's, that's the vibe I want to, I want to yes, portray. Absolutely. Not perfection by any means, yes, but exactly. definitely the calm presence. I want to bring that. Yes. And that was the next point I was going to make. It used to be so popular to have like a checkerboard effect. Like it was every other picture was a graphic or every other, it, and it was like a checkerboard or it was every third picture was a reel. People have moved away from that. And I think honestly, people would rather see something that is um, organized yet scattered. What I mean by that is like, when I look at your page, it's not like a checkerboard. When I see a checkerboard, do you know what I mean by checkerboard grid? It's, like every it's, yes. It's very systematic and very yes. like, it looks like they have a strategy or yeah. like, it, it looks like they're trying too hard. Yeah, ex exactly. And my brain's like, eh, like mm -hmm. that's kind of boring. Um, this is, it, it's not all like, it's not, I don't know what post you're going to do next, but I, but it's okay to me. It doesn't stress me out because it's all clean. Mm -hmm. It's all the same aesthetic. It's, it's all the, I hate to use the word vibe, but it's all the same vibe, regardless of whether it's a real, whether it is a photo and um, so on. The other thing that I think you do really well is, um, your photos cover of your reels also match really well when it's not a reel and it's just a photo by itself. Does that make sense? Yes. 
So I think the covers of your reels are also very well matching with the brand. And that happens. So like when you, you can, when you're creating a reel, as you already know, you can choose a cover like from your camera roll, or you can choose a cover of the reel just from the video that you just recorded. Mm -hmm. And so if that is what you were doing, which it looks like you're choosing a photo from your Mm -hmm. camera reel, which is working very nicely for you. If you ever decide to choose a cover based upon just like a snapshot of the video that you just recorded, then I would say, um, just make sure that whatever filter you were using as you were recording that reel is somewhat similar to the filters that you're using on your photos. Yes. That way we don't have like, (laughs) I can blue hued reels and like brown hued photos. So yeah. And I try not, I know there's so many different Instagram coaches out there and I've looked at, I've turned them off for now, but people will say, don't use a cover photo. The algorithm, I just do not even care about the algorithm. Mm -hmm. I just focus on, this is my business card. What do I want it to look like? I'm not worried about the algorithm. I am sending people here from my podcast, sending people here from other places. This is just my business. This is my mindset. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I agree with that. I'm not, um, I'm not a coach that is interested in teaching my clients how to go viral. I know plenty of people that have thousands of followers and $0 in their bank account. I am interested in teaching people how to create genuine connection. And I think your page does that very, very well. And I think that all the edits that we made are only going to improve what was already a great product. Great. Great. I'm excited to put all these into place. Absolutely. Is there any questions that I can answer for you as we wrap up? No, I think that's, I think that covers it. I'm going to definitely have a little checklist. I have a whole page of notes. (laughs) I am a, tell me what to do and I will go do it right now kind of person. So, um, I, I think you gave me such great advice and they're just little tweaks and I'm going to definitely put those in, into play right now. Yay. Absolutely. I'm so glad. Thank you so much, Lisa, for doing this with me. You are a rock star. And I, I, I just, I can't wait to see what your page looks like. It was already looking amazing, but just with these little tweaks and just really see what it looks like at that point. Yeah. I'll make sure I take a screenshot before and then after so you can share it later on. Yes, please do. That'd be awesome. Hi friend, thank you so much for tuning in to the Bibles, Babies, and Business podcast. If you learned something from today's episode or if it blessed you in any way, I would love to know. You can head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review and I may just read your review on the show. Thank you again for being here and I pray that God would fill you with peace in your faith, your motherhood, and your business because you were made for this.